the new Skype ringtone. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. What are they doing? It's uh, it's uh, a little extra. It needs to calm down. It really does. It's like, what time is it for you? It's 10 p.m., man. <laughs> that is not a 10 p.m. ringtone. <laughs> Never have we started an episode so immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who invented phones? Thomas Edison? Uh, no, wasn't it Alexander Graham Bell? Oh, Alexander Graham Bell. Alexander Graham Bell. Do you know the story of the first words that he ever said? No, what was it? His first sentence, I remember, wasn't that interesting. It was like, Mr. Watson, come here, I need to see you. But what I like is that he didn't like the term hello. He liked the term ahoy. That's dumb. And for the rest of his life, as he made phone calls, he always started phone calls with Ahoy. For real? Yeah. Oh, gosh, this guy. He's one of those people. <laughs> what is that line from Mean Girls? Like, quit trying to make fetch happen. He was one of those people. I feel like for your entire life, you knew that this guy was the inventor of the phone, but you didn't really know anything about his character. <laughs> but now, now you do. <laughs> it's so clear now. <laughs> I mean, I guess hello is kind of weird. The original phone book recommended ending a call with, that is all. <laughs> not goodbye, not like, all right, I'll talk to you later. No, no, th that is all. Which is kind of totally different from Ahoy. Yeah, they're not on the same tone. Yeah, that is all is like formal, work-like. Ahoy is, I mean... Pretty... <laughs> it's a pirate. It's a pirate. Well, it is a pirate, <laughs> but if, if someone said that... In today's world, like, all right, calm down. Like, you're a little too happy. You know we're on a phone call, right? <laughs> you should try answering the next phone call that you get with Ahoy and seeing how that goes. Yeah, and, and I mean, that is always kind of a boss thing to end a phone call with, too. You know, it's like, it's very much like the on the on the offense. I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Click. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, this is a perfect seg into our first link it's got to be good because this is the first link of the new year it's true no it's you're gonna like it a lot okay i found this great facebook conversation that i think you'll like a lot so bro have you seen this okay let's read this so the person with the purple is the same person every time okay okay all right that's pretty helpful that they color coded it. yeah 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 for anonymity so pissed exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point iso what does ISO stand for? I, I have no idea what ISO stands for, but we can just move on. Don't worry. Okay. Transportation for 20 people from MSP Monday morning. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. So this lady, she's looking for free transportation on this Facebook group for 20 people from the Minnesota airport on Monday morning. Pretty extreme need. I've never had to transport 20 people. When I do have to transport people, I usually do it myself. But hey, you know what? I think she's part of a church, so she's got to transport the people. In search of. That's what ISO means. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. So, in search of transportation for 20 people. So, somebody says, try so-and-so bus lines. To which she responds. Yeah, nope. Costs money. In all caps. Next. 
<laughs> and I just think that's so good. It's like this is the same thing. I've never thought to end a phone call with that is all. And I've never thought to just end a online conversation with next. Like that is extremely good. Oh my gosh, this lady. I, I read, I looked ahead just, oh man. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, nope. Cost money. Next. Yeah, so that that person that had the bust line idea says... Which I think, you know, this is the stand-in for the audience, right? This is yes, the, yes. the person that most most resembles the way that anyone looking at this exchange would feel. So you're expecting almost 100 miles worth of mass transit for 20 people from a complete stranger for free? Good luck with that. To which she responds, <laughs> It's for a church, honey. Just looking for help. Don't need the attitude. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. It's just, that's, that's a good, that's a good bad attitude. You know, that's a strong, strong attitude. If you, if you need to get something done on the internet, I mean, hey, man, more power to this lady. She's, she's crushing it. This lady's determined. She's dedicated. (laughs) She's rolling through. So after that, no one says anything for, uh, one minute. Yeah. And she goes ahead and goes. <laughs> Not even for like days or weeks. One minute later, still looking in all caps. To which somebody with a very good American flag avatar just randomly responds, still looking? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And I feel like they share a moment. You know, most of these people in this thread, spoiler, she's not so pleased with. Yeah. But this guy, you know, he just gets a pass. She's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, doesn't even respond, just moves straight on to somebody, a newcomer, who says, I have a minivan that seats six, which seems like a pretty helpful thing to yeah. give to this lady. Yeah, any help is better than no help. Right. To which she responds, <laughs> 20 people, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, next. <laughs> <laughs> to which this, this same man or, or woman responds, Half an hour later, I'm assuming staring at the computer visibly shaken the entire time. <laughs> Just simple, whoa, sorry. <laughs> to which she responds, don't worry, she's still got, she's still got something going on. And she says, next! <laughs> <laughs> the, the next person comes off and says, uh, coming off a little aggressive, just saying. Which she doesn't respond. Ain't nobody got time for that nope. guy. And then a new person comes in and says, again, very helpfully, at, at this point in the thread, you know, I don't know if I would really be helpful if I did have a solution for this woman. <laughs> yeah. And they say, uh, I run the sober cab in town, which I don't know what that means. Maybe like uh, people that pick up people from bars, like a Uber. I guess. I guess so. I run the sober cab. Yeah. We have two vans, so we can handle around 12. Which, that's a lot, you know? That's more than half. Yeah. Maybe some can carpool, he says. Do you have a car someone can ride in? To which she says. They're arriving at the airport. They don't need a sober cab. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Which, just saying, I mean, hey, dude, I don't know about you, but they, they serve liquor on those flights. She doesn't know. Just because these are church-going people doesn't mean that they're not going to, you know, spend their what I'm assuming is a uh, red-eye flight with a little with a little alcohol alcoholic beverage you know to what? to make those hours go by. <laughs> I bet that the sober cab is the name is this guy's business, and he's like offering yeah. out free vans to this lady. Yes, totally. and she's like not having it. She like wrote him off because of his name. Yeah, oh, so stupid. And he responds. Here's he or she responds. Oh, sure enough, that's just the name of our cab company. We don't require intoxication. 
Nation, which I think is awesome. Like, <laughs> really just, you know, saying it's okay. We're not going to turn them away if they're not like hammered. Yeah. On this, uh, on this fine Monday morning. But no, 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 no. What does she say? Needs to see 20 exclamation point. Next exclamation point. Yeah. But then this guy, this, this guy is super sweet because then he, after that last next, let me know if you change your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know what? I'm going to guess that she did not. Next. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> so there you go. So I think that for this fine year of 2018, I will end all of my phone calls with that is all. And I will end all of my online social interactions with. Next. Let's share some links. Give me one. I want one. <clears throat> okay. So kind of off of the determination of that, that last lady. So this father cuts through mountains so that his kids can go to school. Okay. That is a very good headline. <laughs> yes, it is. So this man from India has spent the last two years single-handedly building an eight-kilometer long road through Rocky Hills. He has never had access to education and wanted his three sons to go to school in a nearby town. The local government is now offering him help to finish the road, but homeboy just straight up was like, yeah, my kids are going to school. Ching, 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 and just hacked away. So I'm assuming that he lives in like a, a mountainous part of rural India. Yes. There, and if you click on the link, there's like footage, like a video interview thing. And it's like, it's very much like the wilderness. It's not uh, just a town. Okay. And it's even better as I'm looking at these things because it says cuts through mountains. It's literally five mountains in between his house and this city that has a school, I'm assuming. And he made an eight foot wide road through three of the five mountains. That's, that's a lot, man. And it's not like some little like skinny pathway. Eight feet is pretty wide. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So did you see how long that he's been working on this? Um, I couldn't find that. How long do you think he's been working on this? I want to say, my gut says like six months, but I'm going to say two years. You are correct. He has spent two years see? working on That's this. That's my man. Killing it. Eight hours a day. Props. His kids, they're going to make it. That's that's more than enough time. They, they are going to make it. But he still has two more mountains to go. <laughs> he's got two more mountains to go. But at this rate, he's going to get that through that in a year and a half tops. You know, this is probably going to be one of those things where the end takes a little bit longer. That fifth mountain, he's going to get a little lazy, a little lackluster, you know, that like senioritis, but for mountains. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming that's going to take the longest. But hey, he's got this. That is a good story. You know, most stories today. They're bad. Very, very bad. But this one, it's it's good. It is good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the world the, <laughs> the world is not all bad. No, not all bad. Speaking of the world is not all bad, uh -huh. this kind of proves that the world is bad. Oh, oh, okay. Well that's a bad transition, but I'll take it. <laughs> so let me let me pull this up. Bro, did you see this? This is a robot generated Coachella lineup. Okay, so every year, right, Coachella comes out with their lineup of like one million bands playing over three days. Yep. And they always have this weird graphic that feels very of the time. Yep. And it has like the biggest name, the headliner for the night up top. Yeah, the headliner. And then it's kind of, it's kind of sad, honestly, because then the names kind of like get smaller the smaller the band is. So by the end of it, it's like you kind of got to squint to read the people that are at the very end. But the person, the last person, I feel like still gets a ton of shine in the sense that their name is still easy to read. It might be small. That's true. 
That's true. They're not, they're not dead center. That's a, that's a great design point that I appreciate you bringing up. But okay. <laughs> Instead of having the bands, this is a algorithm that creates band names. Is that what that is? Yeah. It's, uh, like this studio, Botnik Studios mm-hmm. shared its version of the 2018 Coachella lineup generated by a neural network trained on thousands of band names. Okay. So it's taken in all band names that, you know, all popular band names. Uh huh. And it's recomposed and like, this is what we think bands could possibly end up being named. So let me just run through the first few people that you might see if you come to the algorithmically generated Coachella Friday, April 13th. Mm-hmm. We got Fanch. We got Hoop of Gum. We got Lab Raid. We got Jacked Like a Man. We got Giraffics. And we got Ben Sex. Is that like uh, your DJ name? It might have to be. It might have to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, that's the good thing about band names, right? Is that this this works very well. You got to keep reading though, that next line. Yeah. <laughs> we got Hissing in the Sweet. Fistopia. Slaw Bomb. Bing the bung. Bing the bung. <laughs> that one is killing me. <laughs> Bing the bung. Now, now let me know in your head. They're Grammy award winning. <laughs> yeah. In your head, what genre would Bing the bung be? It's either, it's either ska. Uh huh. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Or, right. or like Rasta, you know, like Bob Marley tribute jam band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The the next band I like because of its sheer simplicity. Ow. Yeah. I love that, actually. That's really good. I mean, we could list literally all of these. They're extremely good. Okay, so here's here's a couple of favorites. I, me, blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, you don't forget them. <laughs> no, you sure John don't. Party times four. Okay. You, question mark, P, exclamation point. <laughs> okay i like that one a lot (laughs) oh that's good i like uh one of them which is the dickerow gang because (laughs) that that's probably like a country band that exists somewhere and they just don't know how funny their name is you know yep it's it's good uh, I I do like the headliner for the third night, Little Hack. That's, <laughs> that's just keeping it honest. That's gotta be a real. <laughs> that's gotta be a real person. And then there's a there's a very good band on the third day, which is just called Billions of Mario, which <laughs> is I mean amazing. Yeah, that's that's a band we would love. That that really brings it back to. Do you remember the Mario game that was going to come out for the GameCube? I think it was called Yeah Super Mario One Twenty Eight. Uh, no, I do Did not you hear about nope. that. Okay, so this was like a tech demo. I'll just show this to you real quick. When they were debuting the Nintendo GameCube and talking about how great it was, they decided to one-up Mario 64 by making Mario 128, which in the tech demo was literally just a sphere covered in Mario. So, I mean, I think that this band name is an homage (laughs) to... This wonderful tech demo that never was released. It it must be. Do you have any favorite bands that you love a lot that just have weird names that would fit very well into this Coachella poster? Not that I can think of. I mean... The one that I can think of is Alt-J. But I mean, that that feels like normal enough because of, I don't know, I've heard enough weird band names. And some of these honestly could pass as real band names. But do you know what Alt-J stands for? No. It's the keyboard shortcut to make a weird triangle. Which is their actual name. Oh, I use that all the time in design stuff. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, okay, well, can I can I transition us to a new thing? Yes. So speaking of music, we have a very important music 
follow-up link, I feel like, which talks about one of our most beloved BDYST mentions that has come up a few times. Okay. Not not the sandwich guy. <sighs> okay. Bro, did you see this? This is for our boy Stanley. Let's get it! Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Some of you don't know the name, Tooch. but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Tooch. Transformers, the last night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Tooch. Writer and director of Big Night. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's very good. Dude, we literally keep calling stuff. <laughs> we are so ahead of the game. Ben and Drew called the Stanley Tucci craze. <laughs> I did see this, but I didn't even make the connection. Yeah, man. Tucci gang. I want my check. <laughs> Me too. I want my credit. Get out of here. Guy from the Hunger Games, man. Guy from Transformers. All of them. <laughs> Accidentally. All right. Oh my god. What else you got for me? Okay. Bro, did you see this? Yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought this might come up. So I have seen this. What this is, is Nintendo's new weird product called Nintendo Labo, which is if you want to be lame about it, a bunch of cardboard. But if you want to be awesome about it, <laughs> a new weird way to make games more interactive and creative for kids, which is amazing. So tell me, do you think this is cool? So I'm like, I'm pretty skeptical with like little add-ons and peripherals and like accessories for, you know, systems. I'm I'm pretty like, no, I just want the game. Just give me the game, whatever. Right, right. Like the, the light gun, the, like the Wii fishing, like all that stuff. Eh, doesn't interest me. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's so lo-fi, like on purpose. This, I saw, uh, I think I saw like a commercial for it. Like I was at my parents' house or something and it was like an ad or some, someone was talking about it and I was like, wait, what's this? And cause I didn't he see the initial announcement and then I went and looked it up and I just was so awestruck. Yeah. And I was taken back to like my childhood and I was like, I can only imagine what this could do to a kid in the sense of like awakening like creativity and just like inspiring them. I immediately thought like I need to go purchase this and play this with my nieces and nephew. Totally. And just like have the best day ever. And that's the kind those are the kind of memories that like one I cherish, you know, from my childhood. I would love to give those to my kids. So I don't have kids, so I'll just do it with, you know, my my brother's kids. With a young relative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, but that's the kind of stuff that you remember forever. And then you're like, oh, remember that one time that, that, you know, you did this or we played this. I'm, I'm really like impressed. And again, we keep, you know, praising, um, Nintendo recently. They're just doing things right for the first time in a long time. But man, like the innovation, the like, wow. And I'm watching it again as we're talking, and it's just so great. Yeah, I think that what you just said was actually a really interesting point that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about, which is that the first thing that I thought about when I saw this, so the way to best describe it, if anyone hasn't seen the Labo, is, I mean, you basically get a sheet of cardboard that has pre-perforated, pre-perforated, pre-folded, you know, pre-folded pieces that you're supposed to cut out and make into things. And... Nintendo Switch has controllers called Joy-Cons, and basically what they're doing is they're having you assemble these these pieces of cardboard to create an extension for the Joy-Con, which they call, cutely, 
toy cons. <laughs> so one of them might be a fishing rod that you put the Joy-Con into and then you play a fishing game. One of them might be like some kind of power pack that you like strap on your back and do different stuff with. One of them that's incredible is a piano yeah. made out of cardboard that's with functioning awesome. keys and you put the Joy-Cons in and then that helps the piano actually work. So the thing that this made me think of, and I think you just, you said that it made you think of too, is when the N- Nintendo Wii came out with the Wii controller, whatever that was called. Did that have a weird name? Just the Wii Mote? Yeah, Wii Mote. All of a sudden, because it had these motion controls, there was this flood of totally garbo plastic add-ons to make the experience more quote unquote realistic, but they did nothing except clutter your house up with more garbo. So I think Nintendo made, was it, I think they might've only made one, which was like a thing that you connected your Wiimote to a like steering wheel. And that's how you're supposed to play Mario Kart. Yeah, they had that. And I don't, I, I can't remember any of the other ones, but I remember. They had the, the link uh, crossbow thing. Yeah. And that's, and then because they did that, or just because the Wiimote kind of lended itself to it, there was all of these totally crappy dollar knockoff things that you could add your uh, Wiimote to that were kind of centered around like Wii Sports. So make it into a tennis racket, make it into a golf club, make it into a baseball But it didn't do anything special. It literally was just like a tennis racket attachment on top of your remote. Yeah, it did nothing except make your house messier. (laughs) That too. Uh, too. And yeah, so it was was super lame and not interesting at all because that's the problem with those, right? Is it didn't actually do anything. And even the official Nintendo ones, it didn't make my Wiimote steer better because it was in a steering wheel all of a sudden. It was the same Wiimote. But these Joy-Cons are super advanced. They're so much different from the older controllers. Yeah, they have so much built in yeah, already. They have all these weird little sensors. And even the, the vibration function is like crazy and very specific and can do all kinds of weird things. So the concept is that these cardboard cutouts actually can be games in themselves. Like the piano, when you put the the Joy-Con controller into it, I think it's using infrared light to sense these pieces of tape that are on each of the piano keys. And where you're pressing in space. Yeah, so that when you put the Nintendo Switch inside or on top of the keyboard, it'll actually be able to register the keys that you're playing. That's insane. And that's such a cool way to add functionality and creativity to a video game system. Absolutely. I, I totally think that. You know, like, what would I rather have uh, a child doing? Building and playing a piano or playing, you know, a video game, just a video game. And the answer is definitely the former. And it just adds a lot of value to this Nintendo, this Nintendo console that I already thought was really cool. You know, it's just, it's really, really neat. Uh, the, the thing that I saw people criticizing it for was it's, it's price. Yeah. Because sure. they're like, Oh, it's just cardboard and it costs like 60 or 70 bucks or something. But it's not just one piece of cardboard. It's a couple games in one box. Yeah. It's, it's games. It's these very highly selective pieces of cardboard. It's the reflective stickers that are on the inside yeah, yeah. of the things. And I mean, these, it's well, all that people have seen is this little teaser video. And I think I could be wrong, but I'm going to assume that people are going to be pretty impressed with what, what comes through. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I love this, man. I'm, I'm so impressed with the amount of polish 
And that's a funny word to use for cardboard, you know, punch outs. Right, right, exactly. Uh, again, whoever is now in charge of Nintendo or whoever is like coming up with these strategies, like props, because, oh my gosh, one, the polish on this, amazing. Two, for from a business stance, like it's cardboard. It's going to deteriorate and fall apart and get messed up. They're going to buy another box. So like you can already like bet that you're at least parents are going to at least buy two of one of these things in their lifetime, if not at the at the initial purchase point. And it's going to be weird to see the third party knockoff stuff too. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, oh, I got to go on Amazon and buy the robot kit. Oh, here's one, you know, yeah, on Amazon, exactly. a third party one that looks just as good for $10 instead of 70 or whatever. It's going to get weird. You know what I think though? So so then also the um the the adding the longevity of the switch itself like that is impressive that like again like you said already was really happy with the switch zelda is a masterpiece uh super mario um odyssey masterpiece i've been very happy and then to add this kind of stuff like wow this is awesome but also in the the preview you're seeing like a video game like you're seeing a screen component so you're not just paying for the cardboard, you're also paying for new software, I'm imagining. Yeah, absolutely. So 70 is not so outlandish for new software and a peripheral. No, it's totally cool. And it comes with like rubber bands and paint and this and that. It's like not just, <laughs> you know, not just a box from your parents' garage. Yeah. And part of this is the fun of it, right? Oh, absolutely. Of it's really being um, sort of the, the, the digital version of Legos in a way that I haven't seen anything else do. Yes. Because I, I feel like the, the younger generation has transitioned from Legos to Minecraft. But Minecraft is completely digital, and it's a really neat tool. But there's something that's important and special about physicality. And this is something that they're encouraging you. Hey, we're giving you all these stickers and make the piano your own. and paint it or write on it or do whatever you want to it. And I, I think it's, I think it's really neat. Yeah. And this is, this is why Nintendo is so cool, man, because while I was so, I've been so frustrated with games for a while now because everything turned into <laughs> shooters, ultra violent. Yeah. Shooters that have totally boring gray and brown landscapes. And meanwhile, Nintendo's over here making Mario Odyssey with like the most vibrant color palette I've ever seen. None of the character models match. None of the worlds match. It's like totally no, yeah. just an exploration in creativity and imagination. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, everyone was saying, Nintendo, stop what you're doing. You know, get with the times. Just become a mobile developer. No one wants your hardware anymore. And they just turned it around. And they're really making something that is so uniquely Nintendo weird. That I <laughs> yes. love. I love it so much. I love that they have not turned into a normal, boring company. They're as weird as they have ever been. <laughs> and that's why I still want to play their games. And that's why if I had a kid, I would be buying these Labos immediately Absolutely. for myself as much as for them, man. Yeah. It's totally, totally that way. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, such a great uh, product. I'm excited. Uh, can I give you a weird, funny one? Go for it. This is just very good. Somebody on Twitter posted a extremely amazing highlight from their local newspaper and said, this is the type of person who inspires me and makes me want to keep fighting for a better world. And highlighted is a short sentence that says, uh, Lackawanna Avenue man reported for sitting in his car for four hours, told police he can sit in his car if he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, that's it. You know, what, what more do you, 
what more do you need to know? And uh, this one reminds me very much of our very good sandwich eater who also fought the law and won when someone told him he couldn't sit in his car wherever he wanted to sit in his car. But the rest of this page is equally good. I mean, look at yeah, these that's things what, around here. That's literally what I'm reading. It's so good. Yeah. We got uh, a Lloyd Drive caller claimed to have been threatened with a fork and a hot grill after an argument about a hot dog, which, I mean, I need the details for that one. You know what I'm saying? Don't you dare mess with my hot dog. <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah, I've never personally hot about thought about a hot dog before, but that got serious real quick. The, the next one's good, Speaking too. of hot dogs... Oh, oh, gross. A woman, <laughs> a woman walking near Raymond Park reported in quotations a pile of intestines and such in the grass. Police didn't find anything. <laughs> That's oh man. These are all just stories that are 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 begging for a eight hour podcast investigation into them. Like I want like short stories written on these. Yeah, they definitely require some digging. But all we get is these these short and short and sweet little pieces. Okay, so this one might be we I know we don't get political and I don't okay. want us to get political. All right. But I do want us to look at this. Okay. Bro, did you see this? Okay, so I did. I very briefly saw something about this. The new US embassy that Trump refuses to open. And there's a there's a building in London that was specially designed to be an embassy and is currently sitting closed. Which I don't care about that part. Okay. The angle that I want us to discuss mm. is the immense and tremendous architecture work and beauty that is this building. Yeah. It is such a thing of wonder. <laughs> I'm so impressed. I don't care about the political angle. It's just a beautiful freaking building and it's so pristine and untouched. And I want to visit it. Yeah. So on the one hand, it's a bummer that this building isn't open. Yes. But on the other hand, it's kind of amazing that it is sitting as almost a creepy, untouched museum to beautiful architecture. Yes. yes. (laughs) Because it's like, it's one of those things where any of these buildings, as soon as people are in them, they kind of lose their wonder. But someone was able to capture all of these photos of essentially completely empty rooms that are just totally gorgeous. I mean, I, I, it's hard to convey why they're so special, but the, the first photo has a lot of greenery in it and almost has this strange outdoor indoor atrium yeah, feel. It's beautiful. Yeah. The, the kind of what I'm assuming is the, the opening, the, the grand entrance has this massive, I think concrete wall with this huge emblem on it that's all done in stark white concrete. And then the, the name of the building is like em, uh, embossed into the concrete itself underneath it. I mean, all of these pictures are just stunning. You're totally right. And it doesn't look like maybe I'm, I'm downplaying American architecture, but this doesn't look. Like if if someone said, "What do you think that the U.S. embassy would look like?" This is not totally. This is not what I would imagine. No, absolutely. Especially that concrete wall. Yeah, being you know uh, American and dealing with American government buildings, they're pretty bad most of the time. They're trash city. They're so bad. It's it's one of those weird things where if you get a building that was made a long time ago, it's typically very beautiful. Like the post office in the city I live in has this incredible tile floor and actually has a really beautiful uh, outside to it because it was built a long time ago. 
and still functions. But then somewhere along the way, they just stopped caring completely. And it's like the worst, most boring buildings with the worst, most boring light that just feel like office complexes. Is it like, is it like the seventies to the nineties? I guess. Yeah. When they were like, you know what? No one, we, we don't got money for this. Let's just, uh, let's call it a day. Let's build a building and call it a day. One of the, one of my favorite things in the embassy is that. They have what the commenter calls star spangled windows, yeah. where the windows themselves have the, the star pattern that you would see on like the American flag. And it's just like small enough that you can clearly see through the window, but it's just present enough that it really gives this unique design vibe to the, to the entire experience. A lot of intention, a lot of like detail. Like, you know, stars, okay, cool. But the way they did it, it's, man, that's really beautiful. It's really thoughtful. And yeah, the outside of the building looks super crazy. It's a wild thing. There, There is one photo in this gallery that you you probably can see. Can you give a guess to what what's the one that I might think is a bit strange? Is it the the mural? <laughs> yes, it's the mural. <laughs> the painting, the or not not mural, but like the photo wall. Very strange. So like everything in this, they have these crazy architectural motifs that feel very almost futuristic and like well-designed. And then they have this one mural that is like a photo. photo I mean, it's a, it's like a stretched photo over the entire wall that just seems like they decided, you know what? This building doesn't have enough green. Let's just get Larry to go over to fast signs, print something out and slap it up. This is a fast signs job. Yeah. And it's like this very specific garden scene. Yeah. That's just on this white, beautiful wall in this white, beautiful hallway for no reason. Yeah. I wonder why they didn't go with, um, you know how at the office we have the, like the vine wall. Yeah. Right. I wonder why they didn't go with something like that. I mean, because the rest of the building, you know, that seems like it would have fit better. You're right. That is the weird one. (laughs) (laughs) it's very strange it's very very strange okay i'll say let's end it on this one all right this is super up our alley all right so this is a twitter thread of this this woman she starts last night i went to a party where everyone had to prepare a three-minute lecture on something they were passionate about i won best presentation oh my god and she did a presentation the presentation is an exploration of shadow the hedgehog's true moral compass and knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. This, this is a three minute talk that I definitely want to listen to. So, okay. Can I tell you something crazy? Go for it. I already agree with the premises and I think I know <laughs> where she's going with this because have you or do you know anything about the video game Shadow the Hedgehog? So I'll say this. I own it. Okay. But. I don't remember much. Do you know about the conclusion structure to the plot and the multiple ending pathways? Go for it. (laughs) Well, basically, the game did something that no one really expected Sonic the Hedgehog video game to do. Because first of all, it's this weird game called Shadow the Hedgehog where they decided that Sonic wasn't edgy enough and created a uh, black hedgehog with a gun in his hands and that is exactly like it sounds (laughs) it's very there's nothing to say about that pitch except wowzers but for some reason they decided to make the game have this weird complexity where 
you could have a hero mission, a dark mission, or a normal mission. And as you continue down the game, you would have different endings based on if you chose hero, dark, or normal plot lines. And instead of just saying, oh, well, you did mostly dark, or you did mostly normal, or you did mostly hero, here's the different endings. No, 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 no. You got different endings based on the different weird path that you specifically went down. And that is wild to me that someone spent so much time creating a very, very uh, cohesive and complicated plot path for a spin-off character where the the bad guys are literally part of an organization called gun (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember that and that's man if i that's if i played through that then i'm a dumb young kid man it is a new military that's trying to take over the earth called the guardian units of nations which i mean just rolls off the tongue you know Guardian Units of Nations totally would call my organization that, uh, especially if I wanted it to (laughs) be gun for short. So everything about this is very good. So, okay. So I'm looking through, we got a couple of slides from this presentation. Talks about the hero story. Talks about the dark story. Yeah. She got, she has a Sonic Universe character alignment chart, uh, which is that, I think that's from Dungeons and Dragons, right? So you have lawful, neutral, chaotic, good, neutral, evil. Uh, I can't really see what we got going on over here. It looks like she said that uh, Sonic is chaotic good, which is extremely awesome. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, we have Tails as lawful good. Mm-hmm. That you know makes total sense. We got Knuckles as lawful neutral. I can see that. You know, he's he's a little bit of a wild card. I can't tell who the rest of them are, but it's Big Big the Cat. Big the Cat is neutral neutral. Okay, yeah. He's from Sonic Adventure. All right. We have Metal Sonic, which is lawful evil. That sounds right. We have, I don't know who that, I'm guessing that's the gun organization, is evil neutral. I don't know. And then you have okay. Dr. Robotnik, who is chaotic evil. Couldn't I couldn't see his little outline, but that sounds right. So, yep, you know, we have Sonic the Hedgehog and Dr. Robotnik as the total opposites. And in the middle, what do we have? We have Shadow the Hedgehog, Shadow the Hedgehog, Chaotic Neutral. That's extremely good. And as I'm scrolling through, I mean, she's really going places with this. She's yeah. highlighting the hero story, the the dark story. She's pulling out John Locke's Tabula Rasa. Yep. Uh, yep. This is this is a presentation that I would have loved to see. That's excellent. Very very excellent. <laughs> that is all. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Some of you don't know the name, but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Mary Felicity Blunt, sister of Emily Blunt. My man Tucci is with the Blunt. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. 32 years in the biz. I'm a big fan of his. I got mad respect for his reign. He should have been Doctor Strange. The Devil West Prada was sick. If you don't like Stan, you're a dick. He adds value to your flick. If you don't like Stan, you a bitch. He did two movies with Street. I want to name my son Tucci. Did you know my man had a cookbook? And he was the co-owner of a restaurant. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Some of you don't know the name, Tooch. but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Tooch. Transformers The Last Night, Tooch. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight, Tooch. writer and director of Big Night. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Tucci, Tucci, Tucci. Tooch. Tooch. Tooch.